You're listening to Facts of Faith on SAFM. The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or of that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and delivered liberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. Facts of Faith begins right now. Good morning, welcome. You're listening to Facts of Faith with me, Nayelu Pondwana here on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader, trying to get to know if our faith is in line with the facts on the ground and well the question we're asking is christmas a sham this is after we have all discovered that perhaps santa claus does not feature anywhere in the scriptures it turns out the date of the 25th does not feature anywhere in the scriptures in fact in original scripts and manuscripts and some bibles we don't even see the word christmas at all if then christians are going to follow christmas Is it possible that Christians are following a sham? Nowhere in scripture do we find a reference to the celebration of the birth of Christ unless we're talking about the Magi who came and gave presents and that was it. Why then is it that Christians are following Christmas? Is it possible that Christmas is a sham? Uh, But we're going to begin with Father Patrick Rakiki. Good morning to you, sir, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good morning. Good morning. And to your listeners as well, Naya, thank you for having me. With the facts having been stated, is Christmas a sham? No, Christmas is not a sham. Christmas uh, is a celebration uh, of the birth of Christ. And um, we know that it's it's about 2,000 years that uh, Jesus had come into this world and was born. And, And of course, the date is something that needs to be talked about if it's it's really the right date that we are uh, talking about, and what is the meaning of that date? So far, if, to your question, it's not a shame. Where do we find it in the scriptures that there is any mention of Christmas? You don't find that word Christmas um, in the Bible, but you find the birth of Christ in the Bible. Why do we have our own word that is not in the Bible? Christ is there. The Mass is uh, it's a, so it's a coin coinage of of two words. We are celebrating Christ in a, in a celebration in a Mass in a grand celebration, and so that word on its own is not there. But what we find in the Bible is yes, Christ the Messiah, the Savior is there. That we find He was born. Do we have a the twenty fifth as you suggested any way in in scriptures? <laughs> that, 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 that brings a smile on me. We don't have any date uh, like 25th of December in, uh, in the Bible, and the Bible does not even have a calendar that we are following now in the, in, on its own. Yes. Okay, so, so one, we have made up our own word, and now we're making up our own date. Is that correct? We, not necessarily our own, um, but we are following uh, the events 
so the Bible is giving us uh, the, the, the uh, sequence of events, how they happened. And, of course, historically speaking, that we, we will uh, have to talk about it later on, is about how did we come to the 25th of uh, December. So, in fact, we do not have the 25th in the Bible. We don't have Christmas in the Bible. We have coined the word Christmas, and we have arrived at our own conclusions not given to us by the Bible. Is it fair to say that we have made up our own word and our own date? Um, the Bible gives us, as I said, the events uh, of not the date. Uh, leading to, to, to the birth of Christ. So um, the calendar and, and, and the date that we have, does not really come from the Bible, but it comes from another source, which is equal uh, to the um, to the events which are, are happening in the Bible. But the question that I'm still asking, Father, is that the Bible doesn't give us the 25th. We find ways of arriving at the 25th that are not biblical. It, the, uh, the date. It's not there, 25th of December. It's that's, not biblical. That's the fact. That's the fact. It's not there. All right. That's what I'm trying to trace. Our path yes. to our conclusion needs to be um, t- together. I'm therefore saying we have the name Christmas that is not biblical. We have the date 25th that is not biblical. That is true, correct? Correct. All right. And when we speak of uh, the Christmas tree, that too is not biblical. That's not biblical. All right. When we have the decorations on the Christmas tree and the socks and Santa Claus, that too is not biblical. That's not biblical. All right. We're talking about not only now the concept of Christmas, but now the idea of celebrating. Is there a biblical injunction to celebrate the birth of Christ? The, the Bible gives us the, um, the events of, of the birth of Christ and we don't have evidence of a celebration in the way that we celebrate. But one source that we have uh, comes from um, the Bible, which talks about the Magi, uh, the, the wise men from the, the East, who were coming to bring their gift yes. uh, from, uh, I mean, to the one who is supposed to be the Messiah. All and right. they were following the star. All so right. that is a form of a celebration. Uh, that the Bible provides. I understand. But in the way that we do, we don't have. All right. So we don't have an instruction anywhere from the prophets, from God, from the kings, from anyone, even from Christ himself, to celebrate his birthday. This is also coming from us. Uh, maybe it's not fair to say we don't have any instruction from God because the men of the uh, coming from the East who were coming to celebrate, they were instructed. By? And to come, and uh, they, they were following the star. Who instructed uh, to them? And, 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 and to bring the gift. Who instructed them, Father? The Bible is silent about uh, how they, uh, who, in, who, who instructed them. Then how do you arrive at the conclusion that they were instructed? Because they have a dictate to follow the star. But they don't answer my question, Father. I'm asking mm. if you are coming to the conclusion that they were instructed, where mm. did they get the instruction? Um, I would say the dictates of, the, of, of their own consciences and uh, the, the, the mystery of this uh, child who was born was dictating to them that there is um, a child, a very special child, being born in that um, uh, place called Bethlehem. Yeah. All right. So it, this idea of going to give presents to the baby Jesus 
did not originate from God. It originated from the intuition of mankind, the Magi. The Magi um, came from yeah came from them. Um, we don't have any evidence that you know uh, something came from God to for them to celebrate this. Exactly. So. We are moving from this very same premise. I'm glad that we're at this point very so quickly. Um, the name Christmas is not biblical. It does not come from God. The date of the 26th no, is not biblical. It let, doesn't come from let God. Me, let, me, let me correct that uh, to say uh, uh, to Christmas is not in the Bible. Therefore, it doesn't come from God. That's, that's, not, uh, that's not what uh, it says. doesn't right. mean that it doesn't come from God. Does the name Christmas we come from we, God, we, we, we have to We have to agree that it's not biblical. Does it come from God, finding, Father? Yeah. Father, does it come from God? It comes from God. Then where do we get that from? How do we arrive at the conclusion that it comes from God? If we make it up you, by you, ourselves... You, you, you are presupposing that uh, the only uh, uh, source of uh, God's voice is only the Bible. And it's not, it's not that way. So you're suggesting that extra biblical material is just as equal in authority exactly. as the Bible. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying right. Bible is one source right. of the revelation of God to us. All right. So the Bible is source. is not is not the supreme document as far as the Christian community is concerned. It is supreme, but it doesn't exhaust the uh, uh, revelation of God to to humanity. I'll give you an there example. Are other there are other sources. I'll give you an example, Father. In South Africa, mm-hmm. the Constitution is the supreme governing document in our country. All yes. other sources need to abide by the dictates of the Constitution. And okay, hence, I'm using fine. the very same terminology. Is yes. the Bible the supreme governing document in the Christian community? If, if you are saying the supreme in terms of uh, the highest and nothing else, and I'm saying then, therefore, no. I'm, but it's supreme in the sense of its uh, authenticity, Cannot be questioned. No, it is supreme in that sense. No, sir. But I gave you an it example. It, it, it does not supersede other sources that we believe in. I gave you an example and an analogy of the Constitution. All other legislation, all the acts that we have and policies in our country need to abide by the dictates of the Constitution. The, analogy, so, that, the, the analogy that you give uh, is not equivalent to what we are talking about here. All right. So the, yeah. the, it is possible to have things that are said outside the Bible that will not correlate with the Bible. There are other um, events uh, which are not recorded in the Bible, but which are very authentic and that are giving us a source and also the reason to follow them. But today. Father, you're not answering you know, my me. question. You're answering your own. I understand um, that there could be authenticity of documentation. Just as I would write a letter right now and send it to my wife, that makes mm-hmm. it authentic. It doesn't make it biblical or divine for that matter. I'm asking about the authority of the document. Which other document bears the same or equivalent authority as the Bible? Perhaps I should ask it like that. Okay, all right. Um, in the, uh, I will answer within the limit of um, the Catholic um, um, uh, theology. Ah, ah, okay. Okay. So the Catholic theology uh, recognizes the Bible as one supreme source uh, of the revelation of God and the events of Christ. Then there is another source called tradition, which is an oral tradition which was was not translated into the Bible or did not find a place to come into the Bible, which the Bible recognizes as well, that there are many other uh, um, events which happen to Christ which are not recorded on the Bible. 
we call it a tradition. This would have been the, um, the oral tradition of those um, uh, men and women who were with Christ, and it has come down uh, to us. It's extra biblical material, and we believe in that. All right. Perhaps now at this very point, we need to distinguish between the Christian community and the Catholic community. Would that not be a fair distinction? Um, if if it, it it would be fair if um, if and only that uh, Christianity is believed to have um, uh, originated together with the Catholic uh, tradition that we are talking about. I'm saying uh, distinct in the sense that the Christian community, as generally known to be, hold the Bible to be the sole and supreme document. As the Catholic community, you have the catechism, you've got oral tradition, you've got the Bible, and, well, we've got the dictates of the Pope when he sits in the seat of power. And hence I'm saying that perhaps we need to distinguish between the Catholic community and the Christian community. Wouldn't that be a fair distinction, Father? If, if, it, if, it, if it, it would be fair, as I say, if it is not actually undermining any of the two, Christianity or Catholic, um, but to be distinct in some of the terms that we, are, we have to talk about, yes, uh, we have to distinguish. Father, I need you to be as, as direct in my, uh, my questions as possible. The Christian community in general is not the same as the Catholic community because the Catholic community has the Pope. The general Christian community does not necessarily recognize the Pope. The Catholic community has the catechism. The Christian community does not. There are things said by the Pope and declarations made by the Pope when he sits on the seat of Paul of Peter. We don't have that tradition or that understanding of the vicarious felli day. We have the traditions, as you're de- declaring them right now, which Christians don't believe in. And the only and sole and supreme governing, guiding authority as far as the Christian community is the Bible and nothing else. As far as you're concerned, you've got the aforementioned. What are those fair distinctions, Father? I would say yes, as I've said before, uh, that we have to distinguish and um, we have to distinguish. And also, I, ha- I must add that some of the, uh, the questionable uh, events that the rest of Christianity will, will, would have a, uh, a question on or would challenge, um, we need to make distinctions on those. So it is fair to say let's distinguish the rest of Christianity and what the Catholic um, Christianity uh, believes on. All right. Let's talk about Catholic Christians, since you're not representing the general Christian community. The Catholic Christians believe in the Bible and oral tradition, as you've just stated, correct? Yes. All right. As far as the Bible is concerned, would it be fair to say that none of Christmas is in the Bible? It may very well be in your oral traditions, but as far as the Bible is concerned, Catholics don't pinpoint anywhere where there is a godly or divine injunction to celebrate, give name, or give date to Christmas. Now, we, we have said that before already, me and you, that um, as far as the date is concerned, we don't have that in the Bible, and neither the Christianity nor Catholic tradition denies that. I understand and that. And we, 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 we are celebrating the birth of Christ, um, and that birth of Christ 
is an event which is there. Now, the location of that within the calendar of our world today, it's something to be talked about, and then we can enter into the uh, discussion on how it came about. But the, the Catholics believe and pinpoint together with the rest of Christianity that, yes, the death of Christ happened. It deserves a celebration. I understand. That's why I'm, re- I'm confining our conversation to the Bible, um, okay. my father. I'm saying from the Catholic perspective, does the Catholic Church or the Catholic Christianity have a Bible that says God gave mankind the instruction or injunction or directive or dictate or command to celebrate Christmas as far as the Bible is concerned? As far as the Bible is concerned, it narrates to us the event of the birth of Christ. Does it give an instruction to celebrate it, Father? Excuse me? Does the Bible, from the Catholic perspective, give an instruction to celebrate it? In as far as, as I said, in as far as um, the Magi, uh, the men from the East, um, uh, are concerned, that was a celebration. When Jesus was born, he was born in the manger, uh, surrounded by animals and uh, obviously whatever was there. But there was no grand celebration that we give it today to, to, the, to, to the day and to the event. So the Bible does not really pinpoint at any of uh, the grand celebration that we see today. Let's, let's try it this way, Father. Um, when we speak of Christmas, this is a foreign concept as far as the Bible is concerned. This is something that we isogize into the Bible. Is that not correct, Father? In as far as the date is concerned, the 25th of December, to connect it with the events of the Bible, yes, that is a foreign concept. What is not foreign, Father? Of, of all the things that we're talking about as far as Chris, Christmas is concerned, including the celebration of Christmas, what is not foreign about Christmas? Because all of what we're pinpointed right now, which is about Christmas, is nowhere to be located in the Bible. No, no, I don't agree with you to say it's not located because Christmas celebrates the birth of Christ. And that is, that is very clear uh, in the Bible. You have it in the Gospel of Luke. No, uh, no, 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 Father, that, that's not what I'm asking you. We all understand that there is the birth of Christ, that as, as much as there is the birth of John, just as much as mm. the birth of Paul and Peter and, and anyone you could mention in the Bible. But we mm. do not find it anywhere in the Bible where we are told we need to celebrate John or Mary or Peter or Jesus for that matter. Is there? That's what I'm saying. Then it's, it's a foreign concept to, yes. to celebrate it in that way. But we are saying the Bible gives us the birth of Christ and we have an indication of the people coming to celebrate his birth. Okay. And in the way that we are doing it today, giving it that name and doing, giving it that date, that's a foreign concept. All right. So we can safely agree that as we speak about Christmas, from the biblical perspective, this is a sham. It is not. From the biblical perspective? Uh, it is not. It is not. It is not a sham. Even though we have all agreed that everything about Christmas is non-biblical? 
not everything about Christmas, because the content of Christmas, the content, in other words, the purpose of celebrating that is biblical. But we have already but agreed. The modalities, the modalities that have been used, uh, the, 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 the history that has been developed, and the grand celebration that, have, that are surrounding uh, the Christmas today, those are foreign. But we have already agreed, Father, that we do not find anywhere that you are told to celebrate Jesus. Even though we agree that Jesus was born, Peter was born, Paul was born, Mary was born, Joseph was born, but we don't find it anywhere in Scripture where we are told to celebrate them. What, what you are looking for is you want to see in the Bible where it says, well, let all the shops be open, let all the streets uh, you know, enjoy, let all the lights, all the Christmas trees and so on. That's not in the Bible. I'll give you an example of what I'm looking for. In the Ten yeah. Commandments, we do have, is it the Fourth or the Fifth Commandment? Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Exactly. And throughout Scripture, yeah. we see an observance and the celebration of Sabbath. Yes. But we do not find an instruction like that as far as the day of the birth of Christ. But we do have an instruction like that as far as the day of the Sabbath. Yes. No, you are correct. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. So that's why I'm saying I agree as well that the grand celebrations that we are doing today, that we are involved in, they are foreign concepts. But they are not a shame. Can we agree? Can we then agree, Father, that if there is nowhere in the Bible where there is the name, date, instruction, celebration, or any of the things that are now known to be Christmas, any of that, there is none of that in the Bible. We've agreed on that, right? They are not there, yes. And effectively, if we are going to do that which is not in the Bible, if we're going to do and make a grand date, naming, following everything about Christmas, we are following a sham because this is not biblical. You, you would say that only if you believe that the source of uh, the, um, the, the reason of celebrating this is only biblical. Uh, it must only be in the Bible. That's exactly but what I'm saying. I have pointed to you that um, uh, in, in the Catholic Church, we, we, we know that there are other sources I understand. which are giving us that point. So for that, from that perspective, then, I wouldn't agree that it's a shame. I understand. That's why I'm confining to the Bible. From the Catholic perspective, you, you get that comfort of celebrating Christmas because you have other sources. And yes. that's what you are talking about. And I'm okay with that, Father. I'm just talking about now the Bible. As far as the Bible is concerned, we, you and I agree that it is a sham biblically. It may be authoritatively uh, founded in other documents, but not in the Bible. Hence, from the biblical perspective, it is, Christmas is a sham. Um, I, I, I wouldn't use that. I, I wouldn't use that um, uh, category of sham. <laughs> I, would say, I would say that um, no uh, Christian uh, should stand up and uh, try to prove that uh, Christmas and, and its date and whatever we are doing today is biblical. Yes. Uh, it is not biblical. It, it is, you don't find evidence in the Bible of yes. this day, of this date, and therefore um, it, you have to appeal to other sources. I'm... But I cannot call it shame because okay. there is a reason why uh, these things are happening as well. All right. So I, 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 I would understand if somebody says, then, therefore, why do we do it? 
where is uh, the what makes us now to have incorporated those other foreign concepts to come and coin coin uh, together with the day of Christmas. That I would understand. But to call it a sham, I'm not agreeing with you there. All right. I understand, Father, but mm. because you are a man of the cloth and you are <laughs> you are invested in this, you, you, you cannot call it that. But as a journalist, my job is to call a fact a fact and fiction fiction. And if I am to present to the audiences of this country a matter of fact, we need to be able to call a fact a fact. And if we're looking at Christmas as you and I have traced it through, it is biblically non-factual. Would that be fine for you as a man of the cloth? I would say the the date of 25th, I would say the um, the impact that it has had today with the people and in the commercial world, that's non-biblical. There's no evidence. But as for the temples and as for the content of that day, that's biblical. Father, I, 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 our time is running out. We have six minutes between you and I, and I was hoping by now we will have arrived at this conclusion to chew on a few more facts. Can we safely agree that everything except for the birth of Christ, everything else about Christmas is non-biblical and therefore biblically incorrect? The, except the birth of Christ, yes, except the everything birth of Christ. else is non-biblical. I agree with you fully, right. 100%. And everyone alleging that this is a biblical issue would be teaching fallacy except for the birth of Christ. No one should uh, try to prove that 25th of December is in the Bible. No, no, not just the date. Everything except the birth of Christ. There is nothing else about Christmas that is biblical. Okay, except give me, for the give me of examples of, of, of but the, I did. The, the rest of everything. I, give you, I gave you the name. I gave you the celebrations as we have them today. I gave you the injunction to celebrate. I gave you the date. I gave you even the idea of the Christmas tree. I gave you the idea of Santa Claus and his reindeers. I gave you the idea of snow and the relevant of the mistletoe. All these things are not biblical and effectively sacrilegious. Uh, you, you are starting correct, uh, but then you, you, you end up on the wrong footing. Um, <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are giving me the, 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 some of the things that are not biblical. Yes, I agree. Yes, um, they, are, they are extra biblical. They are non-biblical. We don't have any evidence. The birth of Christ is biblical. The purpose of doing that in whatever um, form that we are doing is correct. Because people have taken into different forms of celebrating that death of Christ. But the rest of what we know today as so-called Christmas, your trees, your Santa Claus, and all these things, those are non-biblical. I don't have any problem. But to celebrate in the way that we do, it's not sacrilegious as you want to arrive at that conclusion. Can we agree that the very concept of a mistletoe has nothing to do with Christianity from the Old to the New Testament? Exactly. Now you are, you, are, you are bringing the point of how we arrived at 25th of December. Yes, it was a pagan celebration. Even the 25th of, of December was a pagan, uh, it's, a pagan it's borrowed from the pagan uh, background. And it was uh, coined to the date of Christmas um, and the birth of Christ to answer to the needs of the time when um, the people were moving from paganism into, into, the, into the Christianity. And so the date of 25th, which is the birthday of the sun, um, then it was given to 
uh, to Christianity. So it is a pagan. It was borrowed then, but then it was, uh, we would say, what, baptized to, to, to mean what we have today. Did you see that, Father? <laughs> it has been baptized, and it has been baptized by the calendar of Gregorian that we have today. Yes. And when he was answering and trying to establish the date of Easter, from the Julian uh, calendar, and therefore uh, it came out that 25th of December coincides with the birth of Christ. And geographically speaking, it's about the, the equinox as well. So these are foreign concepts which are extra-biblical. They are not in the Bible. And therefore nobody should actually uh, try to crack his head and trying to find uh, these things in the Bible. The Bible was written for a specific purpose and with a uh, perspective, and it didn't include this. But at the end, as a conclusion, they are not denying uh, that fact that Jesus was born, and therefore I wouldn't call it sacrilegious to celebrate Christmas today in the way that we do, because we are basing ourselves from this great revelation of the Bible. And then to call it a Christmas, remember Christ is in the word there, that root Christ is in the Bible. So effectively what you're suggesting, Father, that we can do whatever we want since we are doing whatever we want, Yes. As long as it's in the name of Christ. Yes, uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I, I understand what you are saying. Yes, in the name of Christ, we, we, people can do many things. Yes, they do that. But at the moment... And yes, that's what you're encouraging, we, we agree. Father. Me and you agree that, yes, we have borrowed some concepts, we have borrowed some traditions and rituals from pagan world, and we are not shameful as Catholics, even as Christians. We shouldn't even be shameful to say we have borrowed um, that concept to come and work with us within uh, our Christian tradition. Hence, I'm asking the question, Father. You're effectively saying that as Christians, we can do whatever we want as long as it is in the name of Christ. Not whatever we want, because some people have reached you know, certain levels. Then at, uh, where, do we, where do we draw the line, Father? If we're going to do whatever we want, put up mistletoes and have wine and do all sorts of things, the Christmas tree all sorts of things in the name of Christ. Where do we draw the line then? Yes, that's the difficult part today. Very simple. Yes, the difficult part of where do we draw the line and actually, but you see, that's the point where I said to you, in the Catholic uh, original tradition, which is the origin as well of Christianity, and I'm not shameful in saying that, there is the, the source, which is the Bible, we agree, it gives us some guidelines. Then there is an extra source, which is not included in the Bible, which is called tradition. Then there has to be some regulation on how to interpret the Bible, how to interpret the tradition, which is called uh, the authority of the church. And you referred to the supreme authority there with the Pope. That's what we have. So uh, in the Christianity, there has to be um, a, a way of drawing the line. There has to be some authority which will give authenticity to some of the uh, issues which are coming up. And so... Today, we have Christmas. It has, it has, as I said, it had been baptized. Okay. A pagan concept has been baptized, and it's within the tradition of the Christians today. Father Patrick Arakigids, thank you very much for your time. You're listening to Facts of Faith on SAFM. Hashtag Facts of Faith.
I am Nayelu Pondwana. We are continuing our conversation trying to get answers to the question, is Christmas a sham? And to give us some perspective is our guest from the Muslim community. This is Mulana Layli. He's an imam at Masjid Shafa. This is a masjid in Mayfair. He's also an intern for the Council of Muslim Theologians. Good morning to you, sir. And thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good morning and good morning to the listeners and many thanks for affording me this opportunity. We're trying to find out if Christmas is indeed a sham. From the perspective of Muslims or Islam, is Christmas a sham? I guess we would need to commence by looking at both Christian and Muslim scripture uh, in terms of what indication it provides around the birth of Jesus. Um, Knowing that and acknowledging that even in the Islamic tradition, Jesus, or as we refer to him, Isa, peace be on him was one of the great prophets of God. But both Christian and Muslim uh, religious texts point towards Jesus or Isa being born in the warmer months. Uh, it is said that when he was born, and we know you know, the place of his birth being Beitullaham or Bethlehem, uh, it, uh, the, 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 the shepherds were actually tending to their flocks on the outside. For anyone who's familiar with the concept of this time of the year, then it was almost impossible for shepherds to have the flocks on the outside because Palestine normally snows in at this time of the year. So these scriptures point towards the birth of Jesus or Isa being in the warmer months. That being said, if we look at all the writings and research around this idea of uh, Christmas, for instance, quoting the American Book of Days, then the American Book of Days says that in fact so many dates and times of almost every month of the year uh, are suggested by reputable scholars as being the time of the birth of Jesus. Um, that being said, and going further, then, you know, you would say that this is heavily contested in terms of when Jesus, or Isa was born. From an Islamic perspective, we acknowledge that his birth was miraculous, and that's very much in keeping uh, with the Christian idea of his birth. But we also see that in the first four centuries of Christianity, there was no celebration of his birth. In fact, no celebration of the birth of any religious figures, because there was no consequence to celebrating the birth of anyone, knowing that in, in the purest sense, Christian and Muslim tradition teaches us that celebrations are normally at the culmination of something, because that brings a sense of spiritual fulfillment, etc., etc. So in that sense, if we ask ourselves and probe the question of what then are the origins of, Christi- of Christmas, we would need to go back to, as I mentioned, the fourth, fourth centuries, and we see that it's a culmination of various belief systems, most of them pagan. Uh, take, for instance, in the north, we know that there used to be the celebration of Saturnalia. Saturnalia would commence this week-long festivity of lawlessness uh, amongst the Roman pagans, where um, the courts were closed and people were at liberty to do as they wanted to, commencing on the 17th all the way up until the 21st of December. That's one theory uh, that comes forth, and naturally with some documentation, some verification. Then on another side, we see that Christmas, as we have it in today's context, is seen as a time of snow uh, in the north, a time of, you know, celebrating and decorations with evergreens, with holly, with ivy, with mistletoe plants, etc. And we note that the 21st, 22nd of December happens to be the winter solstice in the northern uh, in the northern hemisphere. So we see that it was a celebration of people who were pagan in their nature, 
celebrating the winter solstice as that time of the year when there was very little light. And we're talking about the extreme north here, going all the way up to the North Pole and the northern portions of Canada. So we have on the one side the Roman celebration. On the other side, we have people who are uh, worshippers of nature. And we see this then culminating in where that the church found itself in a position of these were pagan rituals that existed there. So trying to latch on to it, we also have the celebration of one of uh, the pagan gods from the Persian side, and that being the, go- the Persian uh, deity referred to as Mithras, the sun god, because we know, you know, in the north, as we mentioned, it was a time when celebrating the winter solstice, there wasn't too much of sun or light. Let, let so me interject right there, uh, uh, Murana. Um this we have heard before, and I'm not interested in us even going through it before. Once again, knowing all what you're telling us now, because our interviews in this radio station have gone through this oh so many times, I'd like to hear from your perspective. Are you therefore saying, predicated on what you just told us right now, that Christmas is a sham? In a sense, I think Christmas is maybe misplaced. Uh, If we are saying that we want to commemorate as a Christian community, we want to commemorate uh, the coming into the world of Jesus, uh, of Isa, peace be upon him, then in that sense, it has no relevance. Uh, We would need to look at other issues around Christmas, like Santa Claus, and ask ourselves the question of why Santa Claus, uh, someone who's in red and white. And we look into the origins of this and find out that it's actually linked to a soft drink, uh, that has so many campaigns at this time of the year, the soft drink being Coca-Cola. And Coca-Cola had lots of issues trying to sell off this soft drink in the, in the colder months. Again, uh, again, know. Molana, with, with respect, we, we, we have had these conversations so many times. What I do need you to come out for me is for you to say, actually, Christmas is a reality or Christmas is a sham. That's where I would like us to begin our conversation because all the details that you're sharing with us right now, we have gone through them in this radio station for so many times. Now we need to advance the conversation now to the next step. Are you therefore saying, predicated on the information that you are about to share with us and what you have already shared with us, that you believe as a Muslim community that Christmas is a reality or Christmas is a sham? Which is it? I think then if we would look at the writings of authors like John, uh, George Bernard Shaw, we'd find that Christmas, as we have it in its, in its current status, uh, 25th of December, is actually based more on consumerism than any religious basis. So I think my answer would be more inclined towards saying that Christmas, as we currently celebrate or commemorate it, is actually a shame. Now, I've, I've spoken to a Catholic bishop about that very issue, and I tried to push him to come to that conclusion. He agrees with what you're saying, that most of the things are not necessarily biblical at all. But he emphasizes the issue of Christ being born and that being the focus of it all. The fact that people have contaminated the birth of Christ and the desire for Christians to celebrate the birth of Christ should not contaminate the actuality of Christ's birth. What is your response to that? I think I I, I already answered that question in my opening remarks, saying that, you know, from from Christian writings, we see that there was never ever a celebration uh, of the birth of any great religious uh, figures. So even celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ or Israel Islam is something that we find no trace in the early Christian scriptures. 
Uh, so while we do acknowledge that the birth of Christ, Jesus, Isa, peace be upon him, was a miraculous birth, the celebration of it in either the Christian tradition or the Islamic tradition is something that we find no precedent for. But we do have in the Muslim tradition or the Islamic tradition, as you call it, that you do celebrate the birth of Muhammad. Why then do you find it sinister for Christians to celebrate the birth of Jesus? Excellent question. I think it's also a misunderstanding to say that the Muslim community celebrates the birth of Muhammad. Three very important uh, incidents occurred on exactly the same day in the same month. That's the birth of Muhammad as a prophet. It's also uh, the hijra, the migration of Muhammad from the city of Makkah, uh, which was dominated by pagans and idol worshippers, to Medina, which was a city-based and, and, you know, inhabited by people who were on a belief system, most of them from the great Abrahamic faiths, Jewish people in particular, and in the majority, and some Christian people. So the migration of Muhammad from Makkah, uh, a pagan center, to Medina, which then became uh, the city known as the Illuminated City, was also during the particular period, and also the demise and the passing of Muhammad uh, from this temporal world also took place on exactly the same day. So it's not that Muslims per se celebrate the birth of Muhammad, but it's celebrating the life of Muhammad and all of his teachings that we glean from him. That that explanation is also congruent to the explanation Christians give, that actually we don't fo- focus on Santa Claus, we don't focus on the mistletoe or the man that is wearing red and white, as you so highlighted. We're focusing on the important things. It seems as though when it comes to Christianity, Christians are so comfortable trying to derail the focus to what they are comfortable with, just like you are most comfortable derailing the conversation to what you're comfortable with. But the focus is Christians do make mention of the birth of Christ, just like you mention, and when I say you, I'm referring to the Muslim community, uh, do mention that it so happens, by the way, that Mohammed was born on this day and died on this day, and all these that you've just highlighted. It does not fall in the valley of oblivion that he was born on this day. Again, I ask, if it is not forgotten that Mohammed was born on this day. Actually, we are told as people that actually Mohammed was born on that very same day. It so happens that he died also on that same day and his migration and so forth. Why then do you find it sinister? Why do you even find it necessary to articulate the wrongness or the inappropriateness of its historicity? Thank you, Lord. Historicity of uh, talking about uh, the birth of Christ on Christmas. Why do you find it sinister? Because as I've mentioned to you, that there's no proof that Jesus was actually born on the 25th of December. Uh, no proof at all from both Christian and Muslim readings and scriptures. You would find that Jesus was born in the warmer months in the Northern Hemisphere. And that's the contention. Whereas in the Muslim case, there's authenticity, there's veracity of the fact that he was born on this particular day. Uh, one of the things that we pride ourselves on as Muslims is the chain of narration, that anything that we have within our scriptures, whether it be the same, the teachings, those things that the, uh, the, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, tacitly approved of, all of him, none of us have inherited except by having heard it or having transcribed it from our teacher who transcribed it from his teacher all the way back to Muhammad. And there's no worldview, no ideology, no faith group that can claim that it has that level of authenticity in everything that it practices upon. I was focusing on your reply there. 
I was focusing on your reply, Molana, when you said there is no record of a celebration of the birth of any leader. And then I said, actually, you as the members of the Muslim community do celebrate the birth of Muhammad, albeit that coincidentally he died on the same day and his migration and so forth. But you do make mention, express mention of his birth. That was a train of thought. I do understand and I don't think it is a bone of contention, the accuracy of the date. But the actuality of his birth is the focus of the bishop I was interviewing. And that's what I'd like you to respond to. If you see no problem mentioning that it so happened that on this day of his migration and death, he was also born and that becoming Mount Mohammed, why is it wrong for Christians to say, actually, in the cause of our salvation, on such and such an event, this event is not just any event. This is the birth of what we have come to call our Messiah, who was born of a virgin conception. Why is it sinister? Why do you mention it as historically incorrect to even celebrate it? Just focusing on the celebration, if you do find, find yourselves falling foul of the very same celebrations, which are not historically apt. Sure. Responding to that, as I mentioned, it's not that we celebrate the birth of Muhammad. But it's you not do that we celebrate the birth. Because I mentioned in my opening comments that no, there's no Christian or Muslim basis for celebrating the birth of any uh, religious person. But yes, you do it anyway. Be, are you saying I do as someone who's standing in front of a congregation, or are you saying that congregants do? I'm, talking, the about the, I'm, saying, I'm talking about the general con- community of Muslim people. They do make mention that Muhammad was born on that day. It never escapes their mouths that actually Muhammad was born on that day. So we are celebrating this, including the fact that he lived and lived such a glorious life, such a humble life, such a well-guided life, to the point that now we are submitting to the teachings of Allah through the prophecy of Muhammad. This never leaves their mouths. It never, ever is forgotten when they're going through the time. Why is it incorrect when Christians do it? Because there's no authenticity linked to the particular date. So your issue is only the date. So it's okay for them to celebrate and as uh, only if they could find the right date. Is that what you're saying? Are, are we saying celebrate in what sense? Are we saying celebrate or commemorate? Well, celebrate meaning party. Celebrate meaning based on. Uh, Saturnalia, as we've mentioned in the beginning, a time of lawlessness, a time of uh, intoxication, a time of not being well. We, when we speak of, of is that the type of celebration we're advocating, we're referring to the biblical celebrations as they would have festivities, as they would call them festivals, or they would call them whatever name they would call them. But whatever gatherings they would have where they would make merry and worship their God in whatever way they so find appropriate, that's what I'm referring to. A remembering of the particular event, an event of the um, Messiah being born of a virgin conception. Why is it incorrect if they do it and you do it? Why do you find it wrong when they do it? But then my question to you would be: Is that the man in which Christ, uh, is that the man in which Christmas is celebrated currently? I don't think so. We don't know what everyone else is doing there, Molana. What I'm asking now is: 
if you were to find a group of Christians who celebrate, who have found the authentic date, for example, in some strange turn of events, they find the authentic date and they do it the way that they believe is most biblically accurate, would it cease to be a sham? Most probably it would cease to be a sham if there was more of a religious connotation to it as opposed to a capitalist connotation. Okay, so what makes it a sham from your perspective is that it has been contaminated by commercialization and this capitalist agenda. Yes. All right, well, I'm going to end our conversation right there. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. We really appreciate your time. Many thanks for the opportunity. Mulana Leili is an imam of a masjid in Mayfair. It's called Masjid Shafar. He's also an intern at the Council for Muslim Theologians, giving us some perspective, the Islamic perspective of Christmas. Asking the question, is Christmas a sham? Well, you heard his And let me state this categorically. His take. What's yours?